0: straight from the cockpit, it's another episode of Lunatic Fringe with the fucking pilot. Ready, set, go. All right, back in the can for another edition of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void and an in-person fun one. This is going to be good because uh, I know there's a lot of good stories coming my way because you've hit a little bit of everything in the skydiving industry. So tell us, who the fuck are you and what do you do?
1: My name is Murat Lairas. Marat. Marat Lairas. Maha. Maha. But a lot of people read my name in magazines or, or, or like on the manifest <laughs> is Marat. On the new drop zone, I'd be like, no, no, no. It's Marat, but you pronounce Maha. Maha. M A H A.
0: Alright. So um Maha, where are you from? I'm Brazilian from Brazil. In
1: Brazil, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. So
0: is is Maha a, like a normal name in in
1: <laughs> no in not Brazil? At, not at all, man. I was the only Maha in my high school. Bro. Oh yeah, I was in trouble all the time because oh that's I was, fucked. You yeah, can't not like a like, João or, or Marcos or anything like a common name in Brazil. And yeah. like who the fuck is <laughs> Moke? <laughs> Pot on. <laughs> funny. <laughs> you know, funny. Like, uh, is the only guy in, in, in the oh, school.
0: Now, in Brazil, they've got a whole bunch of different cultures, though, right? So there's uh, lots of Portuguese and.
1: Portuguese, so, Italian, Syrians, Lebanese. There's uh, German as well, yeah. German as well. Like in Sao Paulo, for example, there's a lot of communities, like the Italian, there's the largest Italian community. Okay. In Sao Paulo, you know. But I'm from Rio de Janeiro, you know. Nice. Yeah, that's a good nice. place. Yeah, yeah
0: we're, we're going to talk about that quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, so being from
1: Brazil, um, does Brazil have a big skydiving community? I mean, there are... Man, there's a massive drop zone. That's where I came from. That's... I normally... My EFF, it was 400 kilometers away from my hometown. Holy shit. Yeah, there was the only tandem facility in 1990. Okay. They have only one tandem rig. And... <laughs> <laughs> it's the only AFF wow. it's, uh, cl- uh, uh, classes, okay. And it was in São Paulo, in Boituva. It was the CNP Capital National Parachute Association, okay. You know, like, and it was the only civilian, uh, civilian airplane for skydivers. Wow, know? yeah. And then in Rio de Janeiro, was only military, okay. And then most of they have a uh, one civilian school, okay. But it was from T ten, from round and static line. Okay. I don't know, because most of the military uh skydiving training in Brazil is in Rio de Janeiro. Okay. And then
0: it's all military stuff. It's
1: all military stuff. And then all the old guys from military sure. open a school. And then all the old gears from the military will be throwing civilian out for the so
0: it's kind of like how the the states were in like the the 70s and and all that it was a surplus military gear.
1: Yes. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. And then we one day we come from a a party at the age of 17 <laughs> and we watch a uh celebrity jumping tandem in in, in Sao Paulo so like man I want to do this. Sure. And then to make a phone call and we drove hours to get to Boituva. And then we got in touch with one of the the instructors and we did a tandem. Awesome. And there was three friends, me, Jean Carlos and Shadow. Mm. To the tandem. And and then we decided on rock paper Caesar, who was first <laughs> or was second or third, you know. <laughs> Luckily I was number sec I was the second one. Okay. All right. And then in right my first tandem. First tandem. Well, the camera guy forgot to open the camera. Did not record. Sure. You know, I mean, free fall. Tell, trying to tell the guy, hey, the camera is closed. There's a lens, lens oh, cap no. on it and, it, and then on the opening, I blew <laughs> one of the lines.
0: No kidding. And
1: then my old friend Shadow could not. Oh no! Skydive. You know, like it was only year. You know. <laughs> That's how I start breaking a line on the first fucking jump. Yeah, man. Oh man, oh man. Uh, so you
0: drive f- 400 kilometers to go make your first jump. First jump. Uh, so you didn't get video of it because the guy had a lens cap, lens on, cap on, and you busted a line,
1: and that busted a line.
0: Wow, and you're not a small guy either. So <laughs> you, did you? they you guys landed the main?
1: No, it was just no, it was not a uh, a starting line. We okay. landed the main, you know. Okay. But my French had though it was the number, uh, the third one in line. He could not jump and then we drove all the way buzz with the adrenaline I said we want to do this for living." I was like I was like man imagine <laughs> 16 17 years old man oh, yeah. you know what I mean like boy wanna like I want to do this for a living sure but me and my old friend Juan Carlos got the buzz of the adrenaline and my friend shadow was just sitting on the back seat like yeah maha you suck <laughs> maha, you suck you should do, we should put you Put you on the last one oh. you go jump out yeah but poor shadow. Poor shadow and then shadow had to do his first tandem 15 years later
0: jesus so he didn't get
1: he the didn't jump. get to jump <laughs> oh no and then we did all the jumps you know what i mean we traveled we went to us we did all the 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 Process right, right to become a skydiver to be, become a professional skydiver. Sure. You know what I mean? And shadow was watching and said, "Okay, what can I do back?" And he started packing parachute for right. us. Right? You know, oh we man! Had.
0: Well, so you do this first tandem, and then you drive all the way back home to Rio. To Rio, but you got to drive back and forth to do
1: your AFF. Yeah, fucking hell, man! That's some dedication. Oh man, it was after We can do Like every we can do every time. And sometimes we drove we like. Hours and hours, and to get to the Sao Paulo in Boituva, and it's rain all week uh, long.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of green <laughs> shit out that way. I'm guessing it rains a little oh, bit. Oh,
1: man, it was six to seven months to finish my <laughs> oh, FF course. Oh,
0: man. Now, um, what did the family think about this?
1: Well, I get to get my father's signature, because I was a minor. And, sure. And he was not happy about it, but my mama was super supportive, you know, like she... She's like, go, is that what you want to do? I don't want to interfere. Go ahead. She, my mom is really like easy going on about it because. Well, that's
0: usually backwards. It's usually the yeah. dad that's like, fucking go do it. And the moms are like, what the hell are you doing?
1: Yeah, mom was like, I'll go. Most of the time, my mom always supporting me and my sister and saying to do whatever we want to do because that's nice. what she was grew up. You know, sure. like. Uh,
0: now, before skydiving, was there a plan for you? I mean, you were seventeen years old, so yeah, you're kind of young. Go
1: to school, go to a law school. I used to work in a bank. My father started on a bank. My father, before he passed away, he retired as a, a director of a national bank in oh. Brazil, and then he started so very young on the on a bank as well, and then. When he retires, you know, <clears throat> I started the same way too. I started a, a male boy, you know <laughs> right. what I mean? And then I become a cashier. And then I become, a, before I retire, before, reti- before I quit, <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I quit the, the national bank, it was Banco Nacional, it's the same bank sponsor, Ayrton Senna. Okay. You know, before I quit that, I, I end up as a manager of a collection manager. Oh, Jesus. Call people, say, hey, hey. You always. <laughs> oh, what a! F- I was like, you know what? And you had to be miserable. I was miserable, man. And the people come. Oh no, my family needs this. We had a problem, and you have it. You like no? We're gonna have, because they have the the system of collection, the system in, sure. in Brazil, and then you put you like your social security. Yeah. On the red, and you cannot get anything. Yeah. Yeah. N- nothing can ever have credit card, bank account, or, or or ID or passport. Or if you get in a blacklist, sure, because you don't pay your your your, your money.
0: That's a horrible all the way around. That's fucking horrible because I've been the one that's broke. Uh, you know, I've <laughs> not been, only you, but oh yeah, you know, I've been the one with the collection agencies going, "Fucker, pay us our money," you know, and me going,
1: "I don't <laughs> have
0: a you, there's nothing you can get out of me. Um, but it's got to be horrible being the guy making that phone call. as Because as, if you have a heart, any kind of a heart, that's got to be fucking Yeah,
1: man. It took me only a month to say, no, fuck this shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to leave on Skydive. Yeah, and man. then I quit and and I went a <clears throat> small restaurant inside Skydive Hazen. In Rio de Janeiro. Beautiful place, only 100 kilometers away from, from Ipanema Beach, mm. where I used to live with the Drops on Owner and uh, my uncle, crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like during the week, doing my school. Sure. On the weekend, going back to his end and do my skydiving. It was amazing times. Awesome. You know what I mean? In the middle of the. Right between Rio and Sao Paulo, one of the biggest cities in Brazil. Mm. And then I was there, 21, with a restaurant. I mean, come on. AFF. Instructor, cameraman, coach.
0: So you got straight into it. So you did your tandem, you did your AFF, and how did you uh, push towards becoming uh, a working skydiver? What did you do for that?
1: I start with cameraman. You okay, know, yeah, like, like, like a I lot would, of us. Like I was in the drop zone packing, you know, helping because it was back in the 90s It was not many sure. sure, drop zones open, and in region it opens, and then they need help. Sure. And then the, the and then I came on. I S- work at manifest I work packing and then later on when the drops drop on Sassan drops on starting moving on and then the owners kind of skydive up has end open a team. 4 way team and they, they need to the help and then I start filming nice. one two three jump and then boom that was kind
0: of what happened with me as well i i had found out that all right, fuck right i'm a skydiver but now what because it's expensive you know and i'm oh like God. all right i gotta find a way to to jump without destroying myself financially and everybody said the same thing put a fucking camera on your head Go shoot your friends for free, then go shoot your friends for jump tickets, and then try and get a job. Um, but I was lucky because I worked Vegas and I worked the wind tunnel in Vegas and learned to fly camera. In that tunnel. Uh, so they'd let me fly around with my camera helmet shooting video of people. And, and uh, it was... Uh, lucky uh, bastard. Yeah, man. I was so <laughs> lucky. Well, I ended up going and I should, well, the first ever video uh, of a tandem that I shot was for uh, a drop zone called Outlaw Skydiving in Vegas. And they fucking <laughs> full on were. Because I had... I'd have to look at my logbook to see the jumps, but I had less than 50 jumps the first time I shot a tandem video. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. um absolutely. And I think it was uh, like five jumps after I shot my first tandem video that me and uh, uh, my buddy at the time, Kevin Love, were doing a 28,000-foot tandem with a fireman shooting video.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Without any fucking bailout oxygen. <laughs> we only had supplemental in the plane.
1: <laughs> oh, God.
0: Yeah, and I was too early in the sport and too young and dumb to... To know just how stupid that jump really was so i got lucky shooting the video but um i didn't want to be a an instructor was instructing something you wanted to do
1: no i want to do anything they related to skydiving anything anything man. Nice. And, you know like back in the day you know it just whatever take me up out, out there i do nice. it you know, nice yeah. so it started out with video and you were shooting for a four-way team is that what was four-way teams and then tandems right away and then ff and then right after in 97, the owner, the drops on owner, my good friend, John Carlos, the drops on owner today, until today, mm-hmm. he got all his money. He got, he saved up for his family money. He bought a king here. And then wow. he starting build the drop zone in Rio de Janeiro. And then in 95, 6, 7, until I moved out of Brazil, Brazil used to have only Cessnas mm. and then King Air come up and then change the whole picture of the sport in yeah, Brazil, man. you know, like AFF far away in from São Paulo, Minas Gerais, the other part from northeast of Brazil, start to come down to Rio de Janeiro and then we sell it on AFF only with video. Yeah to fill it up the plane yeah and everybody used to have that mentality of a session only five on board and yeah. now we have like 12 souls on board on the king yeah they fly freaking oh yeah like a rocket oh yeah you know like and that's it and, and then like i was in every single load three gears <laughs> shadow man packing for me like crazy you know and i was in every single load from load one to load five until you shut down yeah for for few yeah and then my friend Jean Carlos impl- implemented the idea to hot fuel.
0: Yep.
1: <laughs> like imagine a man on top of a king gear, the, because the tank of the king gear is right behind, yeah, just the, behind the prop. Yes, <laughs> the guy sits like. A, a horse, you know what I mean? Yeah. When he was in the horse, he was like, uh, struggling with the freaking tank and his blue And he bought the fastest pump in America. <laughs> and then I was like, it took like 15 minutes yep. to fill it up both tanks. Jesus. And the pilot inside eating the sandwich and yep. drinking water, you oh, know yeah. what I mean? And then boom, another five, four loads, you know. It's crazy, right? And then crazy. My God. GPS. We didn't have I uh, like <laughs> I right. uh, 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 cloud, no problem. Yeah. GPS, how uh, like I have more than thousand jumps mm. above the cloud and without without see the ground. Jesus. Deploying in the middle. In the middle of the cloud. There was a way the clouds. And then see the ground and then dump, you know, like it was. Yeah, I've
0: got a few of those, but not too many. All of my, my all my jumping back then was in the States, so. Yeah, the States know.
1: more control, it seems. A little right? bit, a little but bit. But Brazil, we learn a lot of our mistakes, you know, sure. like, and then.
0: Well, and especially when you're moving at that pace. I, I had the same thing when I was working uh, um, for Skydive Las Vegas and just shooting video. We were required as camera guys to have three rigs. Uh, because we had to do three back-to-backs, and this was fucked. The camera guys had to do three back-to-backs and then pack all three of their rigs and then get on another three and then pack three. And then at the end of the day, edit all the videos yeah fuck me those were the days when you just you got home and you didn't even make it to your bed you just uh, passed out on passed the way. Out. Yes,
1: exactly. oh yeah so exactly oh yeah how many nights i was editing <laughs> video, bro? oh, oh my god. god yeah yeah there was no computer or anything it's just like vhs tapes you uh, know, that's like it music one foot on the play of the one of the hand on the player from the remote control for the camera and recording of the cr it's was you get so good at it though right oh man after 500 of those oh
0: yeah well it finally got to the point where because i was the third string camera man when I got hired on there and a, a guy by the name of Danny Kuhn and Steve Werner, uh, both of them awesome camera flyers at the time, were the one and two on the drop zone and they had done their time in the editing booth. And we got paid five bucks a video uh, to edit, uh, but they were just done with it. The fuck, we're making <laughs> enough money, I don't want to edit videos. And so I ended up doing all the editing oh for all three God. of us. So I'd finish the day and then I'd go edit like 30 something videos a night. But you'd get so fucking good at it, you would just, all of a sudden, you're stop Hopping, not even remembering having done the edit, but it's done perfect <laughs> yes. to the same song. I did uh, Lenny Kravitz fly oh away.
1: <laughs> Joe Satriani. <laughs> yeah,
0: man. on like 10,000 fucking videos. And that's suicide. All- blonde. <laughs> yeah, man. All the, all that tacky shit. And of course, free Fallen. You had to hey. put free Fallen for the slow-mo section yeah. that you were required to do. Oh yeah. All that crap. But Hey, it got the bills paid.
1: Oh yeah, man. I pay right? all my, my coach jumps and my gears, you know, that was always, always my dream about to get a new gear in and, then, right, you know, like, oh, I want to gear, measure my colors and everything. <laughs> right, know. right, right. Doing that pays off.
0: Well, and you and I, it sounds like we're coming up around the same time because this is also when shit was really kicking off in the States, the the uh, the Flyboys and the Free flight Clowns and, and Omar. Oh, yeah. And this is when... What we consider to be old fashioned skydiving, but it was the birth of modern skydiving, you know, delivering pizzas all over the sky. But the most amazing shit. What a great time to start jumping, right? Oh my God. And the canopies, fuck! You remember when you, you everybody wanted a stiletto, and the manufacturer put out that you have to have five hundred jumps, jumps.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep, five hundred
0: jumps. Which of course made every fuck stick with a hundred jumps desperately yeah. want one of those canopies because if you had to have five hundred, it must be so badass. Yeah,
1: I don't know you in America, but in Brazil, you used to have the racers. Oh yeah, you no, know, and then everybody wants to have the smallest gear. Yep. Oh, and yeah. And then when the people like, when put it like, Neo ass. Neo yeah. Uh, like, over the shoulder, you know, yep. small, and everybody was shoving a freaking little one, or no three, one, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was the
0: thing, right, is you wanted the smallest goddamn rig in the world because uh, it made you look like a badass. It's yeah. not because it was practical yeah. in any way. Uh, if anything, the smaller rigs that I jumped, come deployment time, I'm having to reach halfway up my fucking back <laughs> to, get, to get your pilot shot. Uh, yeah, it's just... It.
1: Not, should.
0: not comfortable. Well, and at some point, I think everybody woke up and went, Oh, I shouldn't have a sub 100 square foot reserve, maybe?
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, it.
0: when you're 220 rolling out the door and you've, you know, got a teeny itty bitty little reserve,
1: maybe that's not, not such this, a good idea. It, no, not a smart time either, but. Yeah. We all learned from that. And we
0: sure as hell did. Now how did you how did you end up uh, uh leaving Brazil and going to the States?
1: Yeah, in nineteen ninety nine the economy started very bad in Brazil, you know, like the presidents and the change of in the right and left, you know, Republicans and fucking whatever, mm. you know, and and then my I was doing living a life king here doing fucking... 20 loads yep. on the weekend and I was making a lot of money with the restaurant in the drop zone, coaching in the EFF, jumps, tandems. And I was already in, in Brazil, in US in the land before. Mm. When I finished my EFF in, in 92, okay, 92, no, 91, I grabbed all my savings, family savings, <laughs> and I traveled with João Carlos, the guy I jumped tandem for the first time. Nice. To go see Disneyland, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Mom and dad was like, yeah, hey, go, all right. you know? Yeah, hey, Disneyland, dream of any Brazilian. Sure. And then we I never saw <laughs> Never saw Disneyland? Disneyland. Got stuck in the land. We stuck in the land. <laughs> and we did like 35, one-on-one basic body fly oh. with tom pires before he passed away okay i was the first brazilian doing the basic body fly training camp right with tom pires and ricardo Petena. wow and and we did sure when we got back to to brazil i was flying better than a man with a new technique sure. box position right better than my AFF instructor. <laughs> Did you tell mom and dad
0: what a great time you had with of, Mickey Mouse?
1: Course, no, he would stop in front of <laughs> the Magic Kingdom and take a photo off. <laughs> me and my buddy course. in front of Magic Kingdom. Of course, he'd have to. Yeah, you know. And then oh. After that, I met. The on the owner because we are like friends with Ricardo. Ricardo was already live right. in the land and then we become friends and one of the the trips, Bob Howlett mm. and Mike McGowan, Medal. McGowan, yeah. And Ricardo came to Brazil to do some seminar, mm. and they jump out of a king here, and my home drops on. We had a chance, chance to hang out. Mm. Had a chance to hang out with those sky gods, right. you know, and become friends. We took them to Samba in Brazil, you know, <laughs> a little party, <laughs> right? you know, and. In ninety seven, I was part of the Rio de Janeiro national team. Oh wow, okay. Sponsored by the national team. The the National Federation. Okay. And we are saved top money and we went to Chile to do a training camp and they fly the Skyvent the only SkyVenture Right. In the world, right? With the South African team. Like in Arizona didn't have the the SkyVenture yet. Mm. The only sky venture was the first was orlando sky sure event. sure and we went there we did like 10 hours at the wind tunnel and then we did 50 jumps oh wow at the skydive the land and then become friends you know sure and then we did another season another year and then 99 97 97 89 the economy started to crash right and then you, when you have the taste man. sure yeah you so got to get back there like Say I could not stay here anymore. Like I put my backpack, grab my camera, and not even contact Bob Harlett. I just...
0: Well, you knew, though. But I mean, that's the great thing about skydiving, right? Yeah. I mean, once once you're in the community, there's somewhere for you to go.
1: Yes. For sure. And
0: especially if it's back to a drop zone that you've done that much time and you've spent that much time with that specific part of the community, you can kind of show up and go, okay, um, how do I get started? <laughs> Where do I go? So would you go out there and start shooting video and doing tandems no, and stuff? Man, or?
1: I was doing, sit in a chair over there, wait for my time, <laughs> right? you become friends with him. Jimmy Tranter, Hunter Roberts, Gus Wing, Norman Kent, like Marianne Kelly, I see all this phenomenon. Sure. Like all Skydiving yeah. Magazine, the pictures of all these guys. You know, sit up there and wait my time. You sure, know, and like, and slowly, 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 I pack, I clean plane, <laughs> cut the cut the grass, right, whatever helping moving home, uh, houses you know making friends sure. being friendly you know and is that, i think that's a that's a
0: phenomenon on every single drop zone on the planet its chances are the guy sweeping the hangar or mowing the lawn or walking the fucking dog is probably the most excited skydiver on that drop zone We had a guy uh, who I've actually had on the podcast a a guy by the name of Will that was a hardcore jumper. Him and Selwyn Facey uh, were jumping together as a team at Skydive Cross Keys. And those two were the ones that were cleaning up the drop zone. And they would be the first ones up in the morning no matter how big the party was the night before – Emptying garbage cans, sweeping the hangar, doing and they were on every fucking load. They were just psyched to be jumping, and it was amazing to see. Because if you'd asked most of the staff, would you clean the hangar to be able to jump? Fuck no, no No way, you know. But these guys were so motivated. You have to be. But I suppose there's extra motivation for you because you've left home uh, to to chase this. I mean, that's a big decision.
1: Yeah, it was not easy, you know, when you have, you know, good life after you got to taste. Sure. You know, to have nice things, to do good things, you know. And then suddenly you are stuck, and then there's no flight, there's no money, there's no food on the table, you know, asking for a hitchhike to go back to see a mod in Rio de Janeiro, it was... Yeah I man. Really dramatic for me. And then luckily I have some friends that help me with my airline ticket. Nice. I arrive in US with a hundred dollars in my pocket, bro. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> and then I can ticket to see like for thirty days. Right. And if nothing happened, I'll be going back home. Right. You know, I say, Mom, that's my car. That's the powerful attorney. <laughs> right. Here we go. I'm gonna try. If it doesn't it doesn't happen. I'll be back in 30 days.
0: Now, did you, uh, uh, obviously, it worked out because you ended up staying
1: there, but did you Did you overstay your visa? Never. Really? I have no idea how lucky I was. Holy shit. Man, <laughs> I get there on the first week. It was tough. And then three weeks later, I met Nancy from owner of the Jump Track. Okay. And I was a good friend with some Venezuelan friends. Alejandro Ramos, Daniela, Francisco Neri, okay, and then they have Carlos. Today is a, a phenomenal free flyers in in U.S. today. Sure, it was working in Venezuela, and I was having a, like oh, I'm gonna renew my visa to stay longer. Right, and then say, hey, Maha, we going Venezuela is doing a boogie. <laughs> Do you wanna come and shoot a video for us? Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> What was my first?
0: So you were like down to the last couple of days, yeah. Before your visa runs out, yeah,
1: exactly, man. I'm awesome. like sure, and then we travel. Oh, and they have Irini from uh, Norway and Pedro Asper, one of our instructors at the Land. Awesome. And we all went to Venezuela, being treated like rock star. They all the 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 organizers say, "What do you want to do? Do you want to do tandem videos?" Oh, you want to do big waves video? What you, you choose, and then my head goes ching ching. I'm yeah. gonna stay with the tandems. Yeah. Oh yeah. Really tandems, and then twin order. Oh yeah. And we are uh, up and down like it's one, easy. It's easy. Easy and fun. We using fun, and then after ten jumps of tandem, just like oh, can I now go <laughs> yeah. free fly with Alejandro and the guys? Sure, free fly. Oh, can I film you, Pedro organizing? Biggest, boom, picture, picture, picture. And awesome. then I come home, pictured on the cover of Skydive Magazine, Ooh, you nice. know what I mean? Yes. And then I started to build, build my name. Sure. You know, on the community and then saved up. And then when the visit was about to expire, I was <laughs> travel a little bit. I went one time, I went to Mexico. Okay. On the way back, they stopped me, they put on the on the room to check all.
0: <laughs> really?
1: I say, how do you do they say, no, my father's rich. Look <laughs> at me, I skydive around the road. Right. I don't need to work. There was one point they the the search was so bad. <laughs> they grabbed my my agenda and they opened like this. Oh, skydive the land. He he look at me, the office, immigration office look at me and say, if I call this number. And ask if you a good employer. They're gonna say you are not employer. So sure, call them. <laughs> call them. Luckily, nobody answers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's a funny thing. Is I mean, I'm born and raised in California, and I traveled all around the U.S. jumping for a long time. But I worked with. More people from more places around the world because it's, you know, it's the U.S. It's been mecca for skydiving because the yeah. weather's generally good. It's, there's a lot of business. But I worked with so many illegal aliens. Oh, man. <laughs> not only you, bro. Oh, yeah. No, everybody. It was just kind of one of those things. In fact, one of uh, um, my good friends and, well, a lot of people's good friends his name named Rob Stanley um, was from Canada and jumped in Cross Keys forever. And I think he was illegal the entire time I knew him. I mean, he he was just fuck yeah! I, I can't get I can't, I can't get in trouble. I better not get yeah. pulled over because I'm not here legally for ages. You know that. So
1: I'm impressed that you never overstayed a visa. No, I never overstayed a visa. <laughs> Thanks God, man. It was lucky. Yeah, it was lucky. Like and you did you not? And you know, it was on point. I have my trailer that the drops on. You know what I mean. It's starting to get, in, like very comfortable. Sure. And then when the time to get out to like oh man, close. Give the kitchen my old friend Josh. That he was illegally as well. <laughs> ten years <laughs> illegally. Ten years. Ten years. Josh. Boom. That's the key, man. If they don't come, you have a trailer to stay, bro. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was a good time, man.
0: So now, where did you do your uh, um your AFF
1: stuff? In Brazil. Okay, so you did that yes, in, Brazil. So in Brazil. I'm not an a AFF instructor in the US. I'm not USPA or AFF instructor. I'm okay. only coach. coach. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, where did you meet Sparkles? For
0: uh, anybody that doesn't know, I call his wife Sparkles.
1: Oh, man, this is a good story. <laughs> like, Delane, the in summertime, it gets low on four or eight teams and tennis because it's freaking hot. Sure. And then A friend of mine, Josh, Mm. that was about to give the trailer. Right. And then he went up north of Michigan to attend them. When he got there, he got stressed out about the operation because it was 206 and 182 wide body Mm. and a lot of students. And Desmond, the owner of the drop zone, ha- like very particular for everything, <laughs> video, photo, the way to treat the customer, they were have like too much for Josh. Mm. And he called me and I was like, in Land no, no jobs, you know, no work, no sure. money. Maha have a great opportunity for you. <laughs> 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 hey, you're welcome, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> He left before I arrived. Uh, of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So I said, I arrived in Michigan, I where, where is Josh? No, he he left three days ago. But three days ago, he told me to come here. Yeah. And then I started to with, work with video. with that, And Jennifer was starting to skydive, you know, and then we click, we become friends. Mm. That was the first season. And then the second season, I went back there and we hooked up.
0: So it didn't go so bad. No, you didn't. You didn't have a problem with the owner.
1: No, I have a problem with him. I have a problem with the airport manager because I was swooping the tower all the time. I come down <laughs> <laughs> until he come and he shout and dance, and that's coming to me that he grounded me for a week because I was swooping the tower. Oh, really? Oh uh, yeah, that was. But well, like I was going so. Uh, Jennifer was a skydiver at the time. No, Jennifer has 240 jumps. Really? Bro. Yeah. I never would have guessed. Yeah. We I've never to seen jump. her under nylon. Yeah. Sparkles, you've been holding out on me.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't know she jumped. Yeah, she jumps, man. And then we hooked up. You know, we make some jumps together. We, I started to t- coach her seat fly. You know, and we one time we went to Traverse Heat, the place she used, to, she used to work and live. Mm-hmm. And... And then and it was funny story, you know, and like when I proposed to her, I said, listen, mm. I was about to get illegal in the country. <laughs> it was like a week, two weeks <laughs> until I got to start to get the status of illegal immigrant. All right. And then the same, and then I already visited her. I was hooking up I know. and then I, she told me, like, I say, listen, I'm going to stay illegal in this country. I love you. I want to be with you. I don't give a fuck about immigration. If i I'm going to be legal here, quiet. No. She's like, no. As American from up north. it's said, no, you cannot do that. All right. I said, I have an idea. Do you love your job? She's like, I hate my job. She was a dental hygienist.
0: Oh, Jesus. Now that I can imagine. Yeah. She's a <laughs> dental
1: hygienist. <laughs> have her own house. Her life was set. She's like, And then you showed up. Do you love skydives? Like I love skydives. Do you love your job? I hate my job. What about the six months of winter time you have here? You cannot (laughs) see the sun. It's like I hate the weather. Say, marry me. Move to the land. I have nothing to offer. (laughs) It's a great proposal. I I have a little house. I have a little trailer. trailer. One bedroom little trailer. You know, it's very simple. You marry me, I stay legal, stay together. And then I I sing it to her. Instead, <laughs> he I confuse in my head what, awesome. the, what it was. That, that's awesome. He said, dun, 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 dun. Yeah, the wrong one. Wrong one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're singing the Death March. Death March. <laughs> Now, did you have the dreadlocks back then?
1: Yeah, I have the dreadlocks. Uh,
0: so she's a fan of the dreadlocks. She's a sure. fan of the
1: dreadlocks. Well, those
0: things come down to your ass about now, don't they?
1: Yeah, I man, it's been twenty years.
0: Yeah, because you've always got them up. Yeah, what was the what was the choice with the dreadlocks? Did it start with the whole skydiving thing and kind of that vibe?
1: No, because I work in the bank. I have to have a clean shave, clean cut. Sure. You know, and then I decide to become a skydiver. It is to have the clean shave, the clean cut, and then one. In nineteen ninety nine for the millennium, the change of the millennium. Right, right. Me and my old friend Shadow was super drunk. <laughs> high <laughs> shit on the beach. Awesome. It is the millennial. Let's shave and then we shave zeros. Right. And never let's never cut our hair again and grow dreadlocks. dried logs. say, I'm on it. Nice. Let's change our perspective off. Well, and this was also,
0: too, this was the um, still the years of, like, Charles Bryan. Yeah. When he's Free Fly Clowns. And I, uh, the iconic videos, the the Chronicles videos, where he's got the mask on and he's flying with the yep. dreads behind him and, and the hockey jerseys and shit. That was an iconic. Look, we came up during the, I hate to call it the dirtbag skydiving phase, but it was back when your jumpsuit and rig were dirty yeah. that meant you were a good skydiver. I'm one of that V, do you know, know that? Are you really? Yes,
1: No man. shit. Yes, You're one man. of the trackers in that. Not tracks, but Blockers? No, 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 no. Nope. One year, we took the King Air to Espírito Santo to organize a book That's what happened. King Air was the only private right turbo engine airplane for skydiving in Brazil. All the drop zones I was hiring the King Air. Sure. And then João Carlos, my my good friend, my brother, you know. It was taking the king all over brazil for book and then he take everything with him cameraman manifest uh, pa system uh, <laughs> dog motorcycle, <laughs> inside the, <laughs> right? motorcycle inside the right motorcycle inside the king the king and we travel and crazy most of the time we were over overweight sure oh yeah and then like some landing area some airports, the runways is short <laughs> You know what happened? <laughs> tell, are, tell me you jumped out. Yes, many <laughs> times. How many times? We're too heavy, We're everybody, go, out. We everybody out. We body out. How many times you arrive in Spirit Santo for boogie? And then he low pass, sometimes even 13,000 feet pass. Yeah, yeah. Open the door, we climb out, we close the door of the get, and the <laughs> three, four of us. And now he's not overweight. Not overweight. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Dude, that's perfect. Yeah, it was a great time,
0: you know. That is a skydiver fucking fix to that. So oh. so
1: where did you end up in that? And then there was a boogie in Vitoria do Espírito Santo. And then Charles Bryan was invited to come as a coach and mm. load organized with Sabiar. And then it was the beginning of the basing jump. Yeah, yeah. Life in the U.S. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. For sure, and then they had in Santo, there's a bridge over the water, mm. uh, eighty meters. Oh wow! Bridge, and they are pl- when the book finished, it was time the party started. <laughs> and then like oh yeah, Sabián, André, one of our friends, the one of the first base jumper, in, base jumper in Brazil, mm. is gonna jump out of the the third bridge in, in Vitória, <laughs> and I'm inside. Watching them packing, you know, like, oh man, I want to do this too. And I look like on the side of the, 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 the as a decoration in the living room, there was a wonder hog. Nice. With a cruise light <laughs> from France. Right. Inside. And I look, can I use that? Sabia, Charles can I use that gear to jump with you guys? It's above the water. Right. Sure. <laughs> Me and my friends try to figure it out. We move the reserve. We oh, pack, the, <laughs> pack the cruise light Jeez. without the the PC attached. Right. You know, on the bag. Oh. We leave the bag with Sabia on the top. It was the first one out. Sure. Direct <laughs> back bag from the... And then become on the tape. Hey, if you not? look at the... The Chronicles two.
0: I'm gonna have to watch that again because I I can picture the exact section that you're talking about, but I want to see that again. Yeah,
1: like I uh, have a, the Afro was not dreadlocks yet. There was an Afro guy jump uh, out of the the third bridge.
0: I think it's funny that you guys shaved your head and decided we're never going to cut our hair again kind of to get away from the clean cut stuff. When I had Bill Booth on the podcast, I asked him about the beard, of course, because everybody knows fucking Bill's beard. And it was the same thing. He's like, no, I was, uh, I had had to do this, this, and this my whole life. And I just said, fuck it, I'm never shaving for anybody again. <laughs> and yeah. now we, we got Bill's Bill's yeah. amazing beard. Well, yeah, famous actually. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, come on. I mean, well, again, you started your tandems. I don't know if you guys had to watch the yes. video. That fucking video of him
1: sitting there. Welcome, to, I'm the president. A, I'm a a relative, relative workshop, workshop. Yeah. with
0: the horrible wood paneling behind him and that desk and everything. Yeah,
1: and, that was his office. Yeah, and the Until funny.
0: Today. The, it's funny because uh, uh, I had made when I was at Cross Keys I made this uh, poster for him. I took a um, a Lord of the Rings poster mm-hmm. and superimposed Bill's face on one of the characters and put parachutes and shit everywhere and I called it Lord of the Three Rings. <laughs> and apparently that's still hanging in that office to this day. Really? Uh, which I just think is the funniest fucking thing in the world. But I'm sure you had to do the same thing. You'd push play on the VCR to show the people that were getting ready to do the tandems and every time the picture would cut to him people were like, what the fuck is Zizi?" <laughs> Top is <laughs> teaching yeah. us how to skip every time, it was amazing, <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, it was
0: so much fun,
1: was oh. a good time.
0: Well, but yeah, so it's funny that uh, um, you guys have got that parallel as well, and all around that same time, too. yeah, yeah. So, you and you
1: and uh, Sparkles take off to the land, take off No, First, she came for Thanksgiving, you know? okay. She so, she visited to, first, she visited smart first. girl, she visited <laughs> first, you know what I mean? She came for Thanksgiving, you know, like and then. God bless Bob Hollett, man. There was a my favorite time scene in the land is Christmas and Thanksgiving. Mm. By three o'clock in the afternoon, the drop zone closed, all the picnic table from outside the drops on, he put in a pack mat. Mm. All the families awesome. come from out all, all the states because we all skydive. Sure. And the families from Skydive the for skydive the Land yep. come and we he he cook the turkey, you know what I mean? Wine and we are all citizens of big family. Amazing. And like Amazing. Amazing. You know what I mean? I didn't have my family, you know what I mean? Like I'm a foreigner and we all sit together and we talk. Big come, John LeBlanc come, John LeBlanc's family, everybody's family, the owner industry, the owner of uh the the Neptune's, all, all the families. Sure. Sure. The community come and then we sit and we celebrate Thanksgiving so and then they had a chance to come how awesome is that
0: what a great introduction to something like that i mean she was a jumper but to get that kind of a huge introduction to the real outside community of it that's yes, amazing
1: it was the plus she had a chance to jump out for the sky van <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> she's like oh my god they can't stand up on this plane and awesome. then we jump a few times out of the sky van you know and then she was I jump from the two o six. Nice, but when you talk to her about the two o six, she loved the two o six because she was feeling more powerful because they have a rolling door, you know, to climb out the two o six.
0: Well, I I don't know about you, but I always enjoyed jumping the Cessnas. The only thing I didn't like about the Cessna was the ride to altitude. Yeah. But I, it was a big jungle, Jim. I mean, I'm sure you, like yes. everybody else that jumps Cessna, has tried to hook their feet over the leading edge yeah. of the wing and hang upside down. And and uh, the first uh, jump that I ever did, my camera flyer went and hang, hung off the tire, which I still have never seen again to this day. But <laughs> he was literally double gripped on the rubber of the tire waiting for me to come over the top yeah. of him. Because I remember looking down at him thinking, what an idiot. He's hanging from the tire yeah. of an airplane. You yeah. know? But, it, no, I love those things. They were yeah. fun. Yeah, Just, it was it, fun, Yeah the 45 minutes to altitude you know, sucks. sucks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. but then in we, after that, we talking a lot. We used to talk three, three times a day mm. on the phone, and then like, okay. That's it. I think, I think I'm think i ready. And then I flew to Traverse City. She quit her job. Hmm. She put her condom for sale. All her stuff on the storage unit. We got married in a courthouse. <laughs> awesome. With my friend Trevor and her friend, I don't remember her friend's name. It was her. Uh, and we back the car she had, a little white cavalier, mm. with a dog. Delayed. Awesome. On the trailer. Awesome. <laughs> well, now, it's. this was what year? Yeah, uh, man. It's been a while. Two thousand. Four, I think. Two thousand three. Two thousand
0: three, and yeah. now you're you're all these years later. And how many kids now? Two kids. Two kids,
1: boys and girls. A Girl, thirteen years old. Girl and a nine years old boy. Yeah, I see the videos. They're yeah. awesome, <laughs> man. Love of my life.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, is that what stopped Jennifer from jumping? Because she doesn't jump anymore, does she?
1: No, she was not dealing with the nylon very well okay you know she used to have a pd7 cells sure and then she starting jump to land and then she started working for relative shop nice With Bill booth and Rose Sigmund. nice and she got a brand new gear because she worked for a Relative shop sure you had a free gear she worked for the fat the manufacturing she got a new gear new suit and then when she Got a Sabre 250. She was not feeling. Gotcha. It was too fast. Sure, sure. And then I said, like, I'm going to start, I'm going to get hurt with this. And then she started to jump less and less and less and less until she, like, I want to get I wanna get kids Sure. And then.
0: Well, I mean that's 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 a smart choice, though. I mean, not that she's not a sharp cookie, because she is. Um, but uh, to be able to, you know, recognize, hey, this is a little bit above my above my skill set or my comfort level, anyway, and to slowly back it off. And then, of course, the choice to have kids. I'm a big fan of when the kids come around. It's time to reevaluate stuff.
1: Yeah, you absolutely. Know? You, know? you know, and then coming from a small drop zone, when the jump is only you on know, the weekend, seasoning, sure. and then going for intimidate. You know, you're going to a big drop zone. Oh, like yeah. have to land and there are drop zones going on Monday to Monday. Scary and shit. You know, man, and, and you see people get hurt. Oh, yeah. And you see people dying, you know what I mean? You're like, it's you know? Oh, yeah,
0: man. I went from a Cessna drop zone and would do my weekend drives down to Paris Valley. Um, and uh, I think I, I'd probably been on the sport for six, well, not quite six months by the time I went to the first big drop zone, which was Paris. And Paris at the time was fucking cranking. You know, I mean, the Flyboys were on every other load uh, and super intimidating. I just wanted to go do a solo and leave me alone so I can stay away because it's kind of scary. Now, I want to transition into um, one of the coolest stories that you had told me before, which was you got the chance to do a really super fucking cool jump back home.
1: Yeah, I want to hear about uh, this. Yeah. So, how did this come? Tell everybody first off where you got to jump and how it all came about. 2015, I get invited by the president of a school samba in Brazil called Portela. Mm-hmm. If you guys are familiar with Brazil, Brazil is very famous of carnival, yeah, yeah, party <laughs> and football. Yes. And today it recognizes of the martial art of the world. Mm, absolutely jiu-jitsu. Jiu Jitsu, yeah. correct. And I was home, a good friend of mine, Gipad, called me and say, Maha. I have this opportunity. It's one in a lifetime. We're gonna open the carnaval of Rio de Janeiro. Fucking hell. I say what? <laughs> yes. It's gonna be a night jump in the middle of the city. We're gonna open a carnival. <laughs> Do you wanna come in? I don't have much to offer. I will pay you accommodation, but you have to be here. Mm. All the expenses here, you got get paid. Man, I work myself around, get the ticket, travel, in, travel to Brazil, to my home country. Mm. After three and a half years, without seeing my country. Wow. Arrived on the Wednesday. The jump it will be on a Saturday. It's a carnival. <laughs> it's insane. Insane, absolutely insane. I mean, it was crazy. We arrived, we did, I said, man, I need to do it a- because I need to jump. I cannot jump my own parachute. They have sure. a Portela gear, Portela parachute. Jumpsuit, helmet, everything match the school samba. Sure. And we did one jump over the beach just to fly the canopy. We waited two days. Oh, fuck. And then we went on the <laughs> Hobson, two Hobson. For two, pass- uh, two passengers. Yeah. No, four passengers. Hobson. I don't remember. 24? I don't know. Mm. And then we went to Portela to Portela Jump right. at the International, we board the International Airport of Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> That's awesome. We didn't have, like, today you see all this fireworks people jumping with. One of the jumpers, Arthur Zanella, mm. he grabbed one of those, you know, Fourth of July fireworks. Mm. He tied <laughs> a pull-up cord, from performance design, and he grabbed, you know, Matches. And then he glue uh, like ten matches around the the part you light the fireworks for for fourth July. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And then we have a match inside the sleeve. When you open the canopy, you pull the sleeve, pull the matches out of the sleeve, grab the fireworks from your feet, (laughs) (laughs) light the freaking fireworks. And then you unstall the brakes right. and you're going for land on the avenue in the middle of the city Jeez. with more than 70,000 people watching a life there and millions of people worldwide Oh yeah, oh, yeah. watch the television. How crazy is that? Oh, my God, man. I don't know if you had a chance to see the YouTube video. Have I've seen my... the video, yeah. I was blown away. I'm, I land. I was in my knee. Yeah. I thank you for the public. Thank you, God. And I start bowling, crying, and the emotion of people screaming, and then the people party. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, especially because you hadn't been home for three and a half years. Yes. Uh, And, I mean, uh, uh, you've got to miss home because you've been traveling a long, long time. You're like me. A lot of your adult life has been spent moving around. Correct. Uh, So it's got to be... Uh, super emotional that you're not just home, but you're home to do something that... Wh- how many people did that jump? Oh, that was four. Yeah, so four people on the fucking planet that have ever done what you did. Not to mention, I don't care where you're at, landing in front of seven people, let alone 70,000 people.
1: Yeah. Come on. And then if you know the samba is a competition mm. between 15 school sambas. And then then the last day of the carnival, on Tuesday, there's the champions parade. Only top four mm. had a chance to jump again. And then Portela took second place.
0: <laughs>
1: I had to do it again. Awesome. And, then, and then I was become friend with the president of Portela. Mm. And I told him, man, I, I want my mother to watch me landing. Yeah, yeah. And he got me a VIP pass for my mother. He put on a boot, on a, on a box, right in front of the landing <laughs> area where I was to land. I come down hot and fast. Sure. Landing exactly at the point I was supposed to land. She was in the boot with the eyes this big. I had a chance to do a heart for her. Sure. And blow her kiss.
0: How cool is that, considering that out of both your parents, she was the one that supported your dream to go out and skydive. And here you just, in one skydive in the most spectacular fashion, just validated her choice in the biggest way. That's my son doing what he's dreamed about since he was this big. And it was my permission that got
1: him there. Yeah. How fucking cool. That was was the highlight of my career. One of my highlights of my career. Yeah. It was...
0: Hey, isn't it funny? Thing. It's a it's not uh, it's not the records or the medals or anything like that. It's stuff like this that uh, um seems to be the biggest highlights. The biggest highlights of my career has nothing to do with this jump or that jump specifically, but it's usually community or something that I felt because of a jump. Yeah. So this for you being back home and your mom and, and back in Brazil, I mean that's
1: fucking man, I don't cry. Bring me tears <laughs> from my eyes just to remember that <laughs> time. I bet. What you're doing to me, man wow
0: well and how cool too for your kids i mean they've been born abroad and lived yep. abroad and and uh, how cool is it for them to be able to see dad doing something like that i mean that's yeah. awesome that really is jen must have been bursting at the
1: seams too yeah so she was like very proud of myself you know yeah. and it was
0: amazing well, man i'll tell you what it will it's that kind of stuff that makes what we get to do so fucking special yes so special so I, I always ask people as we get towards the end of the podcast, I want you to uh, to give advice to people, and the advice is this: for people just getting started in the sport, um, what advice do you give to them for um, what direction to go, how to stay safe, and for old fuckers like us uh, that might be thinking, I don't know if sculling excites me that much anymore. What advice do you give to them?
1: Keep your heads out of the water. <laughs> you no, know, you know I see a lot of kids today. They are so easy now mm. with wind tunnels every country. Yeah. You like they have a freaking wingsuit tunnel now, bro. <laughs> yes, they do. You can become a sky god in a month mm. if you have the money and time. Yep. Yep. Keep your heads out of the water. Go talk to people like us. Mm. But talk and listening. Yeah. Because what I see today, they don't have good listeners.
0: (laughs) A lot of them aren't.
1: They're not good listeners. You try to give them a a free advice. Right. Back in the day, I have to pay $100 (laughs) a a fucking hour to Tom Paris to teach me box position. All right. I'm trying to give them free advice so they can be safe. Yeah. Yep. that can save his life i don't give a fuck what i have to say bro <laughs> what are the old guys when did you think that that was going to happen yeah my wife told me all the day ma you are guzzwing now <laughs> i said no yeah you're wing now how many times wing come to me when i was in the land try to do a carving um, i want to do a 180 degree carving Want to. When I still ate, one twenty coming hot. Right. And he said, you bozo. <laughs> you bozo. <laughs> he gave me so many devices about it. And sure. I was like, oh, yeah, God bless you so.
0: It's it's funny. I mean, uh, uh, I, I agree with you. I think that uh, a lot of the whole, um, it seemed like there were more uh, mentors back then, and now there's there's camps and, and, and uh, classes. And you you kind of miss that personal one on one sometimes with yeah. the with the bigger organizations. That that being said, there's a lot of amazing mentors out there and a lot of amazing uh, courses and all that kind of stuff that's spectacular. But yeah, I think you're right. Some of the some of the personalities gotten taken out of some of
1: it. Yes, it's just like go hang out with us, you know. Go like back in the day after the drops on finish, sit by the bonfire, yep. drinking a beer, you know, man, having. Listen to their stories. It's a big damn deal. You know, I learned so much.
0: Well, that was the point behind uh, um, starting this podcast was it was supposed to be a bonfire chat. Exactly what you'd hear if you sat down next to the bonfire after a day's jump and listened to a couple of people shooting the shit about the day's jumping or whatever the fuck else came up, uh, all obviously tied to the community and skydiving. Um, So this was kind of that idea. And I get a lot of feedback from either uh, jumpers that have retired and stopped jumping quite a while ago or are just coming up in the sport doing exactly what you're saying, which is listening to the stories. Because one of the coolest things is you have somebody like you or somebody like Omar or. Greg Gerard, that comes and sits in a fucking toilet with me <laughs> 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 to, to have conversations about the good old days, but they're humble and and, and um, really giving with their time and their experiences and all this stuff. And people learn a lot just about Evers. going, wait a second. That guy's one of the innovators. He's or this guy's a world champion, and he's humble and he's nice and he's laughing and having fun, and it becomes this amazing. Wait a second, these people are approachable, and it's
1: yeah, man,
0: it's yeah. super cool. That's the bonfire thing is a big deal. I think a lot of that seems to have gone by the wayside.
1: Yeah, it's sad because we don't see that anymore. Sure. You know, like we should have more bonfires. We have more kids around, so sure, you know, like. Sure. To guide them to be safe. Absolutely. You know, take your hands out of the water. Yeah, <laughs> for sure.
0: <laughs> for sure. Now, what, what's your advice to the old guys that uh, that are bored?
1: Oh, man. A person like me, you say? <laughs> 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 Don't give up. It's still good life in skydive community, Damn. you know. Even with the young punks, full of internal time. Full of themselves. Sure, you still have every drop. on you still have old times like me. Oh yeah, you know
0: one of the best pieces of advice I had somebody give to the old timers was go find something you suck at. <laughs> Do something new. Try, you know, get out of your comfort zone. If you're like, uh, you know, a lot of the o- older jumpers that have That's never tried a, a wingsuit, you know, go try wingsuit. If, you, if you've if you never free-flied, try free-flying. If you've only been a free-flyer, go out and try belly stuff. You know? Yeah. Try changing it up. Do something a little bit different. And, and then if you're still burned out on it, well, then it's time to take a break. Yes. Yeah. That's a good advice.
1: Yeah. Do you remember who was that? Mm, I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't
0: we i mean we're not getting any younger that's for sure no definitely not. Uh, i had to i just got a real reality check with my age uh, i had to get a covid test uh, a little while back just as a precautionary for work stuff and my covid test was free because I'm over 50.
1: <laughs> Where did you get that? Right? Yeah,
0: I'm like, and it was funny because the, the girl at the counter was trying to flatter a little bit and said, Oh, you don't look like it. And I'm just shaking my head with my gray beard, going, Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm like, But this is going to be a milestone. This is the first time I've gotten something free because I'm too old. <laughs> Well, with that said, Maha, man, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and shoot some shit. I want to get some more stories in the future from you, but I am really appreciate your time. No
1: problem, brother. Thank you very much for having me here in your All right, brother. podcast. <laughs> Blue, skies. Blue Sky, bro. Black Death.
0: All right. That's another edition of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void, brought to you, as always, by the greatest magazine in the known universe. That's right, Blue Skies Magazine. Head to blueskiesmag.com, where you can subscribe to the magazine, get all their cool swag. You can uh, um, check out all the amazing articles that get written by super cool people. You can also turn in your own photographs to try and get them on there, as well as your own article ideas. And if you've got something to advertise, they're the ones you're going to want to go to. Uh, also proudly brought to you by Pussfoot. What the hell's Puss Pussfoot you say? Go to Pussfoot.com where you're going to find kind of a conglomeration of extreme sports stuff and a whole bunch of really cool information on where to go and what to do depending on what your thing is. As for me, I am the fucking pilot. You're going to find me at thefuckingpilot.net where you can get this podcast as well as all the others. And both the books that I've written, that's the uh, um, fucking pilot book with Blue Skies Magazine as well as The Accidental Stripper. Both of them available in digital and print form. And again, Lunatic Fringe, Into the Void. We'll see you next time.